0: This is New England Public Radio News. Our summer fiction series continues with On Hurricane Island by East Hampton author Ellen Mirapol. In it, Mirapol introduces readers to a math professor named Gandalf Cohen, who was abducted by federal agents and flown to a secret interrogation center off the coast of Maine. New England Public Radio's Susan Kaplan asked Mirapol how she came up with a character named after the iconic Tolkien wizard.
1: She came to me that way. And that's really the only answer. She came to me complete. I knew she was a math professor. I knew she was a lesbian. I could see her. I could hear her. And that was her name. And both my agent and editor said, oh, we've got to think about a different name. But in spite of that, we all ended up agreeing that this name just worked for her. She gets taken to
0: this detention center, which we all know is in Maine. She intuits it, and we figure this out early on, I don't want to give anything away. The main person in charge is this character, Henry. And he, over time, starts to exhibit a certain amount of compassion, I would call it, for Mm -hmm. Gandalf. He's also a cross-dresser. Why did you fold that element into the storyline as well?
1: Well, one of the most interesting parts of writing this, from these five different points of view, was trying to get into the head of the characters who run the detention center and trying to make them human and trying to understand how people who, I would assume, joined the FBI for reasons of patriotism, for wanting to do good, how they could get caught up in doing things that perhaps aren't so good. And I think Henry developed in such a way that I knew he had a secret. And for a long time, I didn't know what that secret was, but I knew it made him vulnerable. It made him a bit of an outsider. It made him a character who might develop the compassion you talk about. And at some point in writing, and this all happens through the process of writing, I realized what his secret was.
0: You go into quite a bit of detail about the way the detainees are treated as well as how the guards and officials who conduct the interrogation feel about their work. What research did you do before you wrote those scenes?
1: Well, I did the research after I wrote those scenes. I'm really an intuitive writer, and so the entire first draft was written from my imagination, having done no research, knowing nothing more than Anybody else who reads the newspaper knows about these issues. Did you have to change it? I did have to change. I had to add. So what I did after that first draft was complete was begin doing some research. And I read a few first-person accounts, memoirs, and essays written by people who had been detained by the U.S. military in various places, mostly abroad. I read Jane Mayer's very well-researched book, The Dark Side. And that led me actually to the thing that gave me the most information, which is the U.S. military's manual called SEER, S-E-R-E, which I believe stands for Survival, Evasion, Resistance, Escape.
0: You have a very personal connection to a story that I will let you tell briefly. Just how much do you think your personal background affects the way in which you have grasped onto writing, and writing in particular a book like On Hurricane Island?
1: Well, my background, the fact that I'm married to Robbie Mirapol, the younger son of Ethel and Julius Rosenberg, certainly has affected how I look at the U.S. government, how I'm often dubious about the things that I'm told are true. But in this case, actually, I think it's another family member who has affected this book more. And that's my daughter, Rachel, who is a, an attorney with the Center for Constitutional Rights in New York, and whose work and the work of the CCR is explicitly to try to prevent these kinds of things from occurring. So, yeah, my family in many ways is is tied to not only on Hurricane Island, but also to writing about social justice in fiction.